0: And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty, and freedom, and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that, in many ways, has become a joke. But soon, we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country and it is hard-working patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down, as long as we are confident and you know, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance, because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone, and it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. The time for empty talk is over. Now arrives the hour of action. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. Every decision will be made to benefit American workers and American families. America will start winning again, winning like never before. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. Do not allow anyone. Tell you that it cannot be done. No challenge can match the heart and fight and spirit of America. We will not fail. Our country will thrive and prosper again. Your voice. Your hopes and your dreams will define our American destiny. When America is united, America is totally unstoppable.
1: Yes, it is. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's Monday. It's MAGA Monday. Hope you all had a great weekend. More importantly, I hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. I did. Spent it with a lot of family. We have Kung Fu Brian in the chat. And he says he's finally home. For those of you who don't know the Kung Fu Brian story, he's one of the... He's probably the OG MAGA Mornings uh, supporter. He was one of the first ones. And uh, then all of a sudden, like, he had to go in for... Brian, I may not tell the whole story right, but in any case, he disappeared and he was... uh, He was sick and apparently... The guy like went into cardiac arrest and was dead and they broke all of his ribs and uh, he, he's he been in and out of rehabs and, and medical facilities and now he's home like literally, yeah, the saga of Brian, Kung Fu Brian in the chat who was actually dead and then all of a sudden pop back up and he's like, yeah, I'm in my hospital bed and he's typing away in the chat and now he's home and that's pretty awesome. Is my audio okay, people? Just tell me in the chat that my audio is okay. I, was, I actually was messing with it over the weekend. I think it's all right. Good morning. a lot going on. The, lib, the uh, libtards and desantards were melting down over the weekend uh, because Donald Trump showed up at a football game, and they just... Uh, they were unhappy that... Oh, and mainstream media, like Newsweek... They were unhappy he showed up to South Carolina this football game at a pack stadium and that a majority of the people when they saw him saw Donald Trump, were happy to see him and he was met with cheers and USA chants and we want Trump. And yes, there were people who were there who don't like Donald Trump and that booed him. But what they did was they took the booze. Like it's this big competition, and they wanted to highlight that because, again, they're all terrified. The DeSantard's uh, candidate cannot, you know, get more than eight percent in any of the polls, so they're all rallying on Twitter and whatever other stupid platforms they're on and trying to create as many new accounts as possible and get them all followings amongst each other so that they can hopefully deceive uh, people into saying, wow, look at all of the all the support that uh, Meatball Ron is getting. And it's all bullshit. It is all smoke and mirrors. It, it is nonsense. They were all desperate. The mainstream media is desperate. Democrats, libtards, whatever you want to call them, dissentards, They're all the same. But here's the deal. Columbia, South Carolina is a big blue area. It is. It's a blue area of South Carolina. I think it's been that way for a long, long time. There's a prominent uh, Democrat attorney out of Columbia where they invested in billboards knowing he was coming. Actually, I might have them. Hold on. I do because people were posting about how, oh, well, South Carolina hates Trump because of the billboards that went up. The billboards were put up by a big, again, Democrat uh, attorney in South Carolina It said, you lost your guilty, welcome to Columbia, Donald, sponsored by the radical leftist vermin, Jay Bender Instigator. He's an attorney, he's got money, Columbia, again, is a blue area. When he drove into the stadium in his in, in the Secret Service SUV, there were people booing. There were young people booing who were members of whatever marching band it was. I um, mean, that should say enough in itself because that, that is what society has, has taught young people in college and everything else to, to hate America, hate Donald Trump, hate freedom, Hate anything that has to do with America first. You're in Columbia. Here's, I brought this up too, because I had posted this. Here, Here's the, like, University of South Carolina. It's it's all a blue area. All right, and people were booing the, exactly, people were booing the opposing team. And not everybody there. That, that stadium full of people, most of them probably didn't even know Donald Trump was there, and it was like, what just happened? Oh, Donald Trump was on the field. Oh, he was? I missed it. So it's like the whole, it's, it's getting annoying now, the whole crowd envy, who's showing up to what? These moronic desantards who are exactly like liberals, they have nothing else. They are, they are mirrored to Democrats because they know Ron DeSantis, who is a half-assed governor in Florida, he he can't win on any original policy. There's nothing he could bring new to the table that, again, Donald Trump hasn't done, was going to do in the process of doing. Whatever it was, nothing original. They want to talk about oh well, you know, Donald Trump's a gun grabber. He 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 banned bump stocks, which aren't banned anymore, but not not anything that I mean, Ron DeSantis openly supports red flag laws and then just recently had a change of heart because he's running for president, but it's bullshit. He's always been in favor of red flag laws. I'm not going to go through policy upon policy because it doesn't matter. Ron DeSantis is done. It's, it's over for him and it, It didn't have to be that way. They all showed their true colors. It is what it is. But here, Newsweek literally put out an article that said Donald Trump met with massive booing at the the South Carolina football game. But here, I'm going to bring up, this is the Gateway Pundit article. Screaming fans greet President Trump. People chanting USA. You're going... This wasn't a Trump rally. That's another thing The DeSantis were big on. You know, you can't even have a Trump rally because nobody shows up, which we all know is bullshit, and just wait. Wait till the rallies really start kicking off, and you'll see the smaller rallies so they can do more of them, which is the smart thing to do. DeSantis is is a... I believe they are... Uh, promoting a rally for Saturday, December 2nd, DeSantis rally with like, you could, I guess, reserve tickets or buy or whatever. And then I look at the venue, it's at a restaurant. That's not a, that's not a rally. When are you going to do it at a high school stadium or an airport or somewhere, some fairgrounds that are going to hold 20,000 people? Oh, because well, Meatball Ron, you're not going to get 20,000 people to show up. <sighs> yeah, Buck Fidens in the chat. You having a rough morning? I it. <laughs> yes, DeSantis is a clown. Job's dead in the, in the chat. It's wild. Important questions. If, if elections are rigged, How will voting for Trump in 2024 do anything? Well, let me ask you, what is your solution? What, not to vote? What is your solution? Because elections are rigged. I mean, they just canceled. They just, a Democrat judge just in Connecticut said, well, the Bridgeport mayor election primary was rigged. You have to have a new election. So what do you do? You get involved in ballot harvesting where it's legal. You find out where the, ballot harvesting operations are and you get involved you bring the ballot to those who normally would not vote. You get involved and you work the polls. Don't ask the question, what good is it voting for Donald Trump if the elections are rigged and then just sit in your basement and do nothing. What are you doing? Because if you're asking that question and you're concerned about it, are you working the polls that day? Are you working the poll the polls any day, early, early voting. What are you doing? <clears throat> that's, that, that's a very difficult question to answer. Well, what do we do after they inevitably rig it? What do you do? What do you do? You fight like hell to beat the rigging. We shouldn't have to be asking that question because here's the problem with Republicans. It's the laziness of getting to the polls or just not bother, not bothering voting. I can't tell you how many Republicans I know that just, they, they, they don't vote. They won't vote in local elections and hopefully they can get to it in a, in a primary primaries. They don't care about generals. Yeah, I'll, will get there. <clears throat> No, it is a hard question. And nobody seems to have a a great answer for it. That's the problem. It's, we just can't sit there and just, well, we're just going to keep asking the question, but we're not going to do anything. Like, again, are people willing to put in the work? Are you going to go work the polls? If you have ballot boxes in your areas, are there people getting together and watching them ready to record because that's what they did in Connecticut. They caught literally a city hall employee stuffing a ballot box for a primary and a Democrat judge overturned the results of the election. You just can't just sit there and not get involved. If you're you're that passionate about it, you have to get involved one way or another. There are so many different ways to get involved and you have to do it. I wanna play some of these clips from uh, South Carolina. Well, hold on a second, okay. I hear a lot of cheers when he walked in so far. I mean, I'm, I'm trying, I'm actually actually trying to pay attention to the booze. I know when I was listening to some of it, you did hear a few people, of course, and, and, and depending on who was filming, they zoned in on a few people that were booing, but I couldn't hear, I couldn't hear a lot of it. They seem happy to see him. I don't know. I don't see any, like, middle fingers or hey, fuck yous. It's, uh, let's see. And then, of course, oh, here's another one. There's a USA chant. I don't know what he's handing out. Would Ron DeSantis get this welcome?
2: What
1: if that was Joe Biden right now? Secret Service is on a mission. It's always fun watching them work. People reaching over people. It's crazy. Uh, I'm not getting any booing. And then, well, this was the this was the big one. This was uh, where is it? And here we go. Randy the Savage, or Rihanna Dilly, Brendan Dilly's wife, who was in the box, was at the game with, uh, with, with Trump. That was coming out to the field. They announced him, so people heard it. Ron DeSantis was at a football game in Iowa with the governor, and they didn't even care he was there. Oh, there's Brendan Dilly. Here's the USA chance. You get the picture. You get the picture. <clears throat> it's all fake news. It's all, it's all nonsense. I mean, yes, you, you will find people in that stadium that hate Donald Trump. It's inevitable. You know, you, you have a room of 100 people. There will be some that hate Donald Trump. It's, it's just the way it is. But uh, I've never seen any massive booing For Donald Trump, I mean, you've seen massive booing for (laughs) Joe Biden, and Ron DeSantis is like nobody. Nobody cares. Oh, who's the Florida governor? Unless you're paying attention and you 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 are involved in politics, you would not know who Ron DeSantis was other than oh yeah, he's running for president. But who is he? He was he he was a congressman, right? Well, he's the governor of Florida. Oh, he's the governor of Florida. He's not a household name. That's why, and I believe it it had come from the Dilly Meme team where they started calling him Rick and Rob. And they were doing it for a reason because people actually were not correcting them. Saying, no, that's Ron DeSantis. Because, you know, middle of the country, wherever, maybe the West Coast, people in New York. I know people, they they don't know who Ron DeSantis, who's Ron DeSantis? He's the governor of Florida. Oh, Okay. Completely insignificant to them. Counterculture is important and that's what everybody should be working on. And it's important, like I saw it there. And this is an issue that Republicans can't seem to get through their head is embracing Gen Z and and grabbing them into the movement further and getting them more involved. Then you have some great Gen Z conservatives out there who are outspoken. Some of them have podcasts. Like I always talk about GOP Josh from Ohio, 17 years old, and he's had, a, he's had his podcast, I think, since he's like 15. Everybody knows who he is. I was at Bedminster. He had come with uh, myself and J.R. Majewski, who's running for Congress in Ohio, and Donald Trump shouted him out, knew he was going to be there. We have to embrace the younger generations into conservatism, America first, whatever it is you want to call it, because they're, the left and establishment are victimizing them. They're turning them against America first. And we need to pull them in because that's the future. They want conservatism to die out, we know that. And as far as South Carolina or any of these rallies, of course, we know that Joe Biden will never receive a reception like that. But again, it's pretty clear that Joe Biden is not going to be the 2024 uh, Democratic nominee for president. It's it's just not. It's not going to happen. And uh, more news out of South Carolina. Now, listen. They want to play the endorsement game. Oh, look, Ron DeSantis got endorsed by Kim Reynolds, the not-so-popular governor in Iowa, and it looks like maybe in the next few days he's going to get uh, the endorsement of another establishment guy who's been there forever, the governor of New Hampshire. Was it Chris Sununu? All right, that doesn't mean... But The the DeSantis are hanging their hat on this. That means automatically DeSantis is going to win the primary in Iowa. Meanwhile, there's 99 counties in Iowa, and he's not leading in one. He's literally not leading in any counties in Iowa. You have a good morning, Star Walker, Justine. Donald Trump is picking up endorsements all over. People that were endorsing Tim Scott are now endorsing Donald Trump. And yes, when you have the smaller endorsements, like, oh, who's that person? Well, that person's a local legislator who has a big following, obviously, that wins a lot of elections, and people look to see what their local legislators are doing. But on, on the grand scale of things, it's name recognition. It's, oh, I know what he is, who he is, what he's about, what he's not about, but Donald Trump gained... Thirty GOP endorsements in South Carolina, and this is where all comes into play. Lindsey Graham's role, unfortunately, despise Lady G. Most of us do. He is unfortunately a necessary evil in the state of South Carolina when it comes to politics. And Donald Trump trolls him at every rally, and people have to realize the master troll Donald Trump is. He loves hearing the boos when he mentions Lindsey Graham's name. That's why he does it and then make some funny joke. and we'll work on that. But he knows he is the necessary evil in South Carolina. But on Saturday, Donald Trump's campaign announced that he received 30 new endorsements from leaders in South Carolina Republican Party, including six state legislators who previously endorsed Tim Scott, who backed out of the race. And it's important. Lady G is a piece of shit. We know that. We know that. It goes on. Today's announcement is in addition to the more than 250 grassroots leaders who endorsed Donald Trump in South Carolina in June. So this is an additional 30 on top of the 250 he already has. And this is the Trump campaign announcement from the uh, campaign. Thirty new endorsements in South Carolina. I'm not going to read them all, but there are a lot of them. And and the first uh, was it six? One, two, three, four, five, six state representatives. They previously endorsed Tim Scott. They could have easily said, hey, all right, listen, we endorsed Tim Scott, but he's out now. We're going to endorse uh, Nikki Haley." I mean, or Rob Meatball DeSantis, but they didn't. They didn't. Yeah, I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Any anything good? Did anybody get into good uh, uh, conversations with uh, relatives of a different political demographic at the uh, at the dinner table? I always like hearing those. I've heard a few. I did not. We I mean, there there was some conversation, but it wasn't anything. wasn't anything uh, heated or spicy or anything like that. <clears throat> I cannot believe that November's over already. I cannot believe that. It's like my whole neighborhood's Christmas decorations already. Like, really? This is really good. The year's over over already? It's crazy. But yeah, Donald Trump is racking up the endorsements. And of course, the dissentards will counter this with some more no-name endorsements. You look at the endorsements however you look at them. It's, it's just, that's up to you. A lot of them are nonsense. I think the, the biggest thing to pay attention to is who's coming out, speaking out against Donald Trump the hardest and why and for what, because they're all going to peddle lies. They have set this up so perfectly with as far as just uh, the narrative and talking points, like, all right, he's got four indictments, 91 felony counts. We're going we're gonna to ride that until the wheels fall off. Because we can get, hopefully, we can get every boomer to follow that lead and say, we can't have a guy that's been, that has 91 felony indictments. People are still, I have, I had, funny thing on Thanksgiving, I had a lot of questions because they know what I do every day and who I'm exposed to and in the know, I guess you could say. I went to a um, a Christmas tree lighting on Saturday night and a buddy of mine, he rents out a local uh, restaurant because, you know, you, the streets blocked off. It's really nice. And then you have a place to go, there's food, open bar <laughs> and all that stuff. And I had people also on Saturday coming up to me, asking me, Oh, what do I think about, you know, uh, Donald Trump as far as the chances and how's it going to happen? But the big question was, and this is important. And I say this a lot. And if you're going to have these conversations, this is a good thing to, to plant in people's minds because it, it, it's true. Well, how is he going to run for president when he's convicted of 91 felonies, somebody said to me. And I looked at him and I go, or charged. And I said, well, when he's charged with 91 felonies. And then in my next sentence was, If he's convicted of all 91 felonies, he can still run for and hold the office and serve as president of the United States. There's literally no charge that he's charged with currently in all four indictments that would prevent him from serving as president of the United States. And they're like, really? Oh, I thought you couldn't be convicted of a felony and, and become president of the United States. And my answer was, "Oh, show me that." Oh, 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 I, I don't know. I just, I just, I just thought that was a thing. No, it's not. It's not a thing. So that individual I was talking to was like, "Oh, that, all right. Well, that makes sense." And then someone else asked me in and around the same question, and I said, "Kung Fu Brian had my last hospital meal on Thanksgiving Day. It was cold. Oh, well, that sucks. Well, now you're home. Now you gotta have to have." A hot Thanksgiving meal. I'm glad you're home, Brian, and not dead. That's always good. I hope you're feeling good. Brandy with a B in the house is a jilly meme team. Huh. I had, so I had another, I had a woman ask me, she says, Well, I don't wanna wait. Literally, is what she said to me. You know, I like Donald Trump, but I don't wanna waste my vote if they're not gonna let him serve as president. And I looked at her and I go, What do you mean not let him serve as president? Elections are elections. You're not wasting your vote. And again, how to reiterate. So here's the thing. A lot of people who are not paying attention every day or does not have the capacity due to, you know, working two jobs and things like that are just not the head for the whole political agenda the whole political world. It's up to people like us, like me, like you, who are in these shows all the time and in the chats and speaking and and, and listening. To tell these people, Donald Trump can serve and run as president. There's nothing preventing him from doing that. Your, Your vote is not wasted. Stop listening to the narrative that they're going to not allow Donald Trump to remain on a ballot. People don't know that there are court cases that were won already. People do not know that they tried it in Arizona, they tried it in Colorado, they tried it in New Hampshire, they tried it in other places, they tried it in Florida, I believe, too. Another, and I think it was a Republican attorney who filed it in Florida. None of them have succeeded. I think at this point, People who have a head on their shoulders know, deep down, whether they want to say it out loud or not, the issues with the 2020 election. And I I would agree with this statement is, I don't think people should be running around, and especially when you're speaking to people who are, again, who are not in tune on what's going on. If you're going to open a conversation up with somebody who is thinking about voting for Donald Trump in the primary and then the general, and you open up with, well, the 2020 election was stolen. You've, you've lost the conversation. I don't care what you say, how you feel about it. We know, but if you open up with that, with a, you want to label them as a um, normie, you want to label them just as someone who's not paying attention. Like maybe you are, and you're going to open up, well, the 2020 election was stolen and we can't let it happen again. You've lost the conversation it's we need to make sure every vote counts. We need to make sure we get as many people out to vote as possible in the hopes that we can overcome with some possible election irregularities that may occur. If you're just going to be stolen elections, blah, 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 and all this to normies, you're not going to win them over. It's not the way to do it. And unfortunately, people are still doing that And it's not not going to convince people to vote for Donald Trump. I don't care. It's used car salesman time, people. I don't care what you have to tell people in order to get them to vote. The, The key, the goal, the mission is to get people out to vote or assist with bringing the ballot to them and not to tell everybody only vote on election day. Those times are over whether you like it or not. And the Trump derangement syndrome spreads like wildfire. It really does. You, you have to open up their wallet, open up their minds to your vote counts because still you have the black pillars out there that love handing out their black pills and say don't go vote it's, it's it's a waste of your time and you're making a fool of yourself and you're a slave to the system because they're just going to rig it anyway all right okay so then what's the solution and they never have a solution there's never ever ever a solution never <clears throat> How do you counter bullshit fake ballots of dead people, though? And you get live people to go and vote. Like you get alive people to go and vote. That is your job That's the only strategy for any of it is get Republicans out of their houses and out of their basements and out of their garages and convince them to take an hour off from work to go vote Yeah. <laughs> The plan is to get them out to vote. That is the plan. They're, they're, what are you, people are going to lie, cheat, rig, and steal no matter what. But the problem is, people will like literally say, well, it's. it's it's not worth it for me to take the time and go and vote if they're just going to steal it. That's what we have to be. That's what, that's what you have to do. That's the mission. You also can't go to people and say, well, we, you have to get out and vote because th- they're just going to start with their illegal ballots and, and empty out a cemetery of all the names. You can't tell normies that they're going to think you're out of your mind Whether And I'm not saying you are because we've known, we know that's happened, but that's not how you're going to get normie Republicans to the ballot box. That, that's, that's not how you're going to do it. You have to be creative and tactful policy, how was your wallet when Donald Trump was president? How was your bank account? How were your financial portfolios? How was your grocery bill?
2: You you can't.
1: No one's saying it's an easy solution. There's no definitive answer on how to beat rigging and stealing, but the answer certainly is not throw your hands up and just, well, you know, they're going to rig and steal it anyway, so why bother? No, 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 no. That should energize you to want to go and get 10 people to go vote early, find out when your elections are open early, and start recruiting people to go there. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. It's the only way you're going to beat it. That's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So the main, so I mean, the mainstream media will stop at nothing. They're going to stop at nothing to muddy the waters. Literally nothing, and we're going to get into it because, of course, you know, you have Salon Magazine with their hit pieces on. Well, you know, you're you're not going to have a. Uh, a Thanksgiving dinner under Donald Trump. Like it's all going to be this uh, concentration camps and we're going to be in this dictatorship. I want to get into that, but first, you know, what's going to happen. You know, it's the best part of the show for some people, the best cigar commercial of all time.
3: When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, The DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America.
1: I don't always smoke cigars. But when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot cigars a premium smoke for freedom loving patriots
3: the patriot cigar company's story started with alan jacoby's of cigars and love of america there's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium patriot cigar whether it's tnts moabs hellfires or mark 48 torpedoes all patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long Filler Premium Nicaraguan Tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot Cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot Cigars.
1: MyPatriotCigars.com. And actually, we got a tremendous sale going on. We did it last year. Until December 1st, and who knows, it may get extended or changed a little bit. We did it for Thanksgiving. Until December 1st, right now, you can save 40 4-0, 40% off the entire site if you use promo code TURKEY. 40%. The, uh The best cigars you'll ever smoke, I'll say it mypatriotcigars.com, promo code TURKEY, and you're going to get 40% till at least December 1st. And you'll get free shipping on orders over 100 bucks. 40%, what am I thinking? I don't even know. But yeah, we did it last year and it was a hit. And the orders are coming in like crazy, especially now that you can get almost half off. People are ordering like four or five boxes at a time. I'm looking at orders yesterday like, yeah, they're literally racking up $1,200 in the, in, the, in the cart and then they're putting the promo code in and they're saving 500 bucks. So, promo code Turkey, 40% off right now. My page is All right. Salon magazine. Promo code Turkey. Turkey. 40% off. Salon magazine. This is democracy's last Thanksgiving if Trump wins the 2024 election. Can you imagine the fear mongering that one? What, what the person was thinking in their head that actually wrote, wrote that, wrote, just writes. The headline, and then gets into the story where their mindset is. Americans have a difficult time understanding complex information. And mainstream media says you are all fucking retards. Literally, the fear mongering that gets put into this, and that's we are going to see so much of it. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Democracy is dead if you vote for Donald Trump. Democracy's last Thanksgiving. Experts imagine America in a year If Trump wins the 2024 election Look at the graphic that they had done Donald Trump watching democracy burn With a king crown on Someone actually said if Donald Trump became president He would demolish the Capitol building He would have it demolished with bulldozers I swear to God that's the type of counter-arguments about Donald Trump that we get. And the crazy thing is, is dissentards are, are jumping on board with the same exact kind of conversations. It's crazy. Salon Magazine's senior politics writer, Chauncey DeVega, mm-hmm. commemorated Thanksgiving with a fear-mongering article devoted to hating Donald Trump and debasing Americans who intend to vote for the former president in 2024. Trump and his allies and acolytes are publicly planning to make him America's first de facto dictator, <laughs> which will mean the end of the country's democracy. We're, we're done. It's over. Concentration camps. You're not wearing a Trump hat today. Put him in the camp. De Vega warns in this article titled, Democracy's Last Thanksgiving, published on Thursday. This is published on Thanksgiving. This is what the person spent all night Thanksgiving Eve working on. Trump is trouncing Biden in every rigged poll amid skyrocketing inflation, oil and gasoline prices shooting through the roof, manufacturing plants exploding on a regular basis. The Justice Department's unprecedented prosecution of political speech as Americans continue to suffer from the fallout from the experimental COVID mandates. The government's continuous allocation of billions of American tax dollars to Ukraine. To name a few of Biden, the Biden regime's catastrophic blunders that pose an actual existential threat to the Republican. <laughs> They're setting the narrative for riots, huh? I counter. He will bulldoze the Capitol building if he becomes president. (laughs) Oh, my God. Journalists, pundits, the mainstream political class, other experts, and everyday Americans who follow politics and current events closely assume that the average member of the public does so as well. But unfortunately, it's not the case because a lot of people don't. They just don't care unless it directly affects them. And then if it directly affects them, they're still not up on... Like why it's directly affecting them? That's the problem. Politics has been so has become so controversial and volatile that people just don't they want to cl- they just want to close their minds to it. They do not at all. <clears throat> there are decades of research by political scientists and other experts, however, that show this is not to be true. Yeah, in reality, most Americans are politically disengaged. It's almost like they're programmed to be politically disengaged because they don't want you to see what's going on. Don't talk about religion and politics at the, at the dinner table, especially on holidays. Yeah. Americans are politically disengaged, lack a sophisticated understanding of political matters, and they're emotional. They have a difficult time retaining and understanding complex information. Do not pay close attention to elections until they decide to vote. Yeah, so I guess you could say there are a lot of Americans that are just politically retarded. They just don't care. I know people, small business owners, they don't care. How do you not care? Don't you care about supply chain issues, manufacturing costs, and things like that if you're in that type of business? And what's driving your costs to go up that now you have to drive your Retail prices up and pass it along to the consumer, and then wonder why your sales dipped fifteen percent this year or this quarter. I mean, well, just, you know, it's just just a slow year, you know, inflation. Yeah, but why? Why? And all the average voter makes also makes political decisions based on calculations and concerns that mainstream professional politics. Watchers, especially liberals and progressives, would find irrational. Again, the programming of mainstream media to their base to to prove that Donald Trump wants to be a dictator. He wants to execute anyone he's allowed to. He wants to shoot at will when it comes to border security, that he wants to build concentration camps for Hispanics. These are things, I didn't just make all these up. These are things that I heard, like Morning Joe Scarborough say, and others. Donald Trump is a racist. He will do anything he can to go after minorities. Meanwhile, there really hasn't been many presidents that has done as much for minorities before he was president while he was president, and, and who knows? Yeah, they don't care because they're being told our vote doesn't count. (laughs) So, hey, look. (laughs) Your weird anti-America agenda is crumbling and it's glorious to watch everyone squirm. Like, it's, it's, places like Salon Magazine and other outlets, mainstream media outlets want to make it seem like Donald Trump will set the country on fire he will uh embolden uh law enforcement to shoot black people he will uh, it's it's crazy book burnings it seems just like yesterday democrats and left-wing pundits labeled thanksgiving a function of white supremacy and genocide and sought to cancel the holiday that's right yeah, it's funny how that works. They want to cancel Thanksgiving, and now they're telling people, well, you know, this might be this might be the last Thanksgiving. Salon magazine. Democracy is dead. The Republic is dead. Democracy's last Thanksgiving. The fear-mongering for mainstream media will ramp up, I think, like we've never, ever, ever seen before. And we we've we've seen what it can do. But I think we're going to see it tenfold in the next year. And they're gonna get through Thanksgiving. They're gonna plant the seeds, wait until they start with the whole the whole Christmas narrative. May not have a Christmas. This may be democracy's last Christmas if Trump wins a 2024 election. You know, he hates Jews, by the way, so they'll definitely, you won't be allowed to put a menorah up if you're Jewish. I mean, Donald Trump's president, I'll forget about it. He would probably force Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, who are both now Orthodox Jews, with his Orthodox Jew grandchildren that he loves so much, he will probably put them in chains and force them to go house to house and pull the menorahs out of your homes um, when he's president in 2024. He'll probably have one of the one of his Orthodox Jew grandchildren throw a Molotov cocktail through your window also. And then if you don't die in the fire, they'll put you in a concentration camp because that's gonna be that's gonna be Trump's presidency. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no Christmas because Joe Biden has caused us to go broke. And not to mention you have illegal aliens everywhere, which, you know, at some point, I can't wait till, they, it almost happened in New York. They, they want to get amnesty for these people and try to get them voting in local elections and national elections. It, it's going to be wild to see what happens. And we're going to get into that in a few But now the Border Patrol, some of the sectors, they're being forced, from what I see, they're just saying it, not to post on social media anymore, not to put reports out on social media anymore directly from Border Patrol sectors. We'll get into that in a little bit. If Trump was actually a white supremacist, why didn't he put landmines, machine guns on the southern border while he was in office? I mean, I don't even think that would make him a white supremacist. That would just make him wanting to uh, protect the sanctity of our country and our border. I want to see snipers and landmines at the southern border. I'm not a white supremacist. It has nothing to do with skin color because I don't care what color or nationality you are. If you're not an American-born citizen, then go through the process of getting here legally to become a legal citizen. On Saturday night, I was with a guy. Uh, we're, at, we're having a couple beers after the Christmas lighting, and he's from England, and he's here on what's called an L visa. He works for that, um, was it that German uh, supermarket conglomerate, Lidl's. Is that what it's called? Lidl? and he is upper management. And apparently, I didn't know what an L visa was, and I, I did a little research. Apparently an L visa is between corporations. So like if they have, if they're a German-based company or wherever they are, and they, they have uh, stores here in America, and you have upper management that say that lives in England like this guy, he can come here on an L visa for three years. And then I think he has to leave or they have to renew the visa. So he's telling me, like, I think it's this very, very soon. He's like, yeah, I have to go home. And he doesn't want to. Like, he has, he has a good job with, with, with uh, Lidl, the, 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 the supermarket conglomerate. And he, I don't know what he, what he actually does or how many stores he runs or what his actual function is. I just know he's, he's higher than a regular store manager. Let's put it that way. Very, very nice guy. Very smart. If he wants to stay here, and this is weird too, because I, I'm I would be upset at, the, at the, the company I work for for not wanting to pay for it. He tells me to renew that L visa. It's twelve thousand dollars that he would have to pay, and he can't afford it. Twelve thousand dollars, which I found just very odd. Well, one, why wouldn't your uh, job pay for it? And it seems, of course, because you know we're talking about corporations and saving money they'll just send him back to England and he'll still work for the corporation and they'll bring someone else in to replace him. Why would they spend the $12,000 when they could just bring somebody back on an L visa and then just keep doing that? So I guess like every three years, I, I don't know how it works. I could be wrong. But this guy who's here working for a corporation, paying American taxes, real, real, real good guy family, and I was like, well, you have to leave now. You have to pay $12,000 for this. So I'm like, well, why don't you just, uh, you know, I was making a joke, like, just go and uh, leave and come back in the southern border illegally. And he's like, well, with him, it's not that easy because he's under a corporate L visa through his, his job. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how we treat people that are here legally as opposed to how we treat people who come here, who probably even maybe escaped a prison or was released from prison and not vetted, and we come here and we give them everything. It's crazy. Okay, those that want the military at the border, the only military at the border that is constitutional is the National Guard, and that has to be ordered by the governors, right? And Texas just signed, and I'm not a fan of of Hot Wheels, Governor Abbott, but they just signed into law that coming into the country uh through the Texas border is a state crime, and that they'll be arrested for it, and they have their misdemeanor and their uh their felony level Of course, it's all on purpose, but it's not gonna it's not gonna work the way they want it to work. you know you're not gonna have ten million people voting in the 2024 presidential election. But, you know, they, they, they want So that's the thing about the Democrats, is they're good at the long game. This is just step one. They may not be voting in presidential elections until 32, who knows? But that's, that's they're okay with their timeline because they just will wait it out. And when they're telling us that 10 million people are here illegally, again, I, I would say it's 12 to 15 million and even if they can get 5 even if they can get 3 million of them voting by 2028 somehow which is why we need to stop it and elect Donald Trump as president so that doesn't happen so that we can see the largest domestic deportation operation come to fruition that's that is exactly what we need and red red state governors and Red City mayors or county executives or whatever it is really need to step up and not allow that to happen. Red State Attorney Generals and things like that. So we should have illegals hunt down (laughs) pedophiles for citizenship and call it aliens versus predators. (laughs) That would be a great reality show. I could see the South Park episode right now. Illegal aliens going after pedophiles. Aliens versus predators. Oh, my God. Why hasn't DHS there? Because DHS is run by Alejandro Mayorkas, which, remember, eight Republicans voted not to move forward with an impeachment of him, and he's clearly breaking immigration laws, and what was it, 11 or 13 Republicans decided to just not vote at all. <sighs> Aaron Brooks, pro-surfer, born in Texas, dad has Canadian citizenship, denied a residence permit, while Canada allows thousands of illegals to a crossing from New York to Quebec. Oh, 100% the northern border? Forget about it. They're, they're coming through the northern border, and it's very easy. We're not even talking about it. No one wants to talk about that. Hot Wheels, Greg Abbott. Yeah. So yeah, mainstream media, salon, and that's you're going to see them all. You're seeing them all now. They're going to ramp it up. Trump derangement syndrome. They're going to be giving out Trump derangement syndrome pills to anyone and everyone willing to take it. The left-wing mainstream media, DeSantards, they're, they're in some ways worse than mainstream media now. Literally on Twitter, it is unbelievable what these people, the attacks, what they're doing. I'm Trailer Trash. I'm Trailer Trash. Some guy, I don't know, he's got a halfway big following. He's got some big podcast, the Savage Podcast or something, John Burke. I call him Gay Rambo, big DeSantis guy. Now all of a sudden he hates Trump. The guy has billboards of him he's posted the billboards he has dressed as gay Rambo because he did military time. So we should all bow down to him. The guy's a scumbag and he's a grifter and telling people, you know, uh, buy this and, and, and subscribe to that and give me your money and I'm gay Rambo. And everyone with a MAGA hat lives in a trailer. Him and I had a couple goings back and forth over the weekend. He's like, Oh, I don't, uh, said something about it. I don't associate with the trailer park class or something. And I was like, well, let's compare trailers. Like, you're literally gay Rambo dancing around. Just weird. That's what they're doing. Yeah, and Marjorie Taylor Knee Pads says they're back this week and she's going to bring it again. The Mayorkas impeachment. And that is what, before they decided to go ahead with an inquiry to impeach Joe Biden, and I'll keep saying it, it's a waste of fucking time, and that they should have this this entire time spent on the hammering of Alejandro Mayorkas. This impeachment process for him should have started, the oversight committee should have went on him, started from day one. From day one, the oversight committee was taken over by Republicans. Alejandro Mayorkas, number one, Merrick Garland, number two you're not impeaching Joe Biden. It's all political optics. Look at this check, look at that check, check. 10% for the big guy. Prove it behind a shadow of a doubt. the, the most insulated, corrupt politician known to man. You're not getting a impeachment conviction of Joe Biden. He's gone anyway. Mayorkas is extremely proud of everything he's done. Absolutely. He doesn't regret nothing. He says he inherited a broken immigration system by the Trump administration. Of course. And they'll sell that narrative to people and people will buy it. Unfortunately, people will buy it because you have people that are just programmed and listening to their idiot boxes. And yeah, people are waking up every day and seeing it for what it is, but are enough people. Waking up and seeing it for what it is. I'm not trying to be pessimistic about it or a Debbie Downer, but I'm not going to sit here and say seriously that Donald Trump is going to win the 2024 election in any sort of landslide. And there are people, unfortunately, that will say it and maybe really mean it. To me, it's a complacent attitude. And I will always. In my head, how I operate, Donald Trump is 20 points behind everybody. I don't care what all these polls say. He's polling great everywhere he goes. You see it. It's not enough. It will never, ever be enough until we take it all back by us getting our asses to the polls, getting as many people to the polls, working the phones, knocking on doors. Find out where you are wherever you are and find out where the Team Trump organization operates. Wherever it is, if there is one, get involved. Figure it out. The only impeachment I care about right now is Alejandro Mayorkas. We have to start with one. I don't care about anyone else. Alejandro Mayorkas, it needs to happen. If people, if Republicans are unwilling to take that step, then they all need to be held accountable. You have Republicans out there that are fear mongering, that are not running for re election, and are going to align themselves against Donald Trump. They've already aligned themselves against Donald Trump. They know they're not going to win. So, like, look at Ken Buck, Colorado. He was on, I'm going to play it, it's a six minute video. And we've heard him say it before. And he's the guy because he's a Republican and he's a somewhat popular Republican congressman, Ken Buck, in the political world anyway. But he will go after establishment Republicans or normie Republicans, and he's going to keep saying Republicans claiming 2020 election was stolen is lying to America. In other words, Donald Trump is lying to America and lying to the American people. And that is why you can't lead a conversation speaking to somebody trying to convince them to vote and say, well, we don't need it stolen like 2020 and all the dead people coming out of the cemeteries and voting. That's not how you're going to win the conversation. Being true, it's not going to win a conversation. And then especially when you have people like Ken Buck, who's completely flipped the script now and is like, no, no, no. Republicans claiming 2020 election was stolen is lying to America. Donald Trump is lying to America. You, you're not going to counter that by saying that you're a your local hangout, wherever you are with these people that, well, yeah, we have to, because 2020 election was stolen. Yeah. But that's not, again, again, you're not winning a conversation like that. They're not, if you're opening with that, Honestly, if that's part of the conversation and your pitch to get people out to vote for Donald Trump in 2024, you're wasting your time because you will lose every conversation. You'll think in your head, I got this guy. I got, I got him. Lady Ruby, all that shit. That, that's not getting people out to vote. That person will yes you to death to get you away from them and never come out and vote because you got them to come out and vote. Or vote for Donald Trump because you got them, you think you got them to come out and vote. Yes, I agree. But you can, saying the election wasn't stolen at this point means you're a liar or just dumb and don't have your eyes open 100%. But now put your used car salesman hat on. You're not, you're not selling people to vote by constantly talking about the 2020 election being stolen. You're not doing it. You got to figure out another, of course, mainstream mainstream media is going to ignore any type of election irregularity scandal. Georgia, Connecticut. You have Democrat judges overturning Democrat primaries for mayor and possibly city council there in Bridgeport because of proven ballot box stuffing, election rigging. No, mainstream media's not going to talk about that because they don't want people to think that our elections are being rigged and stolen and that people are cheating. no. They want people to think that we have the safest election process, the most secure election process in the world. Yes, handle the norm blows, the normy blowhards with kid gloves. Like, you will lose them immediately if you're just going to sit there and talk about the 2020 election being stolen. When you have prominent people, Republicans now, that are going to tell the masses that Republicans claiming 2020 election was stolen is lying to America. Right here. It's on Face the Nation on CBS News yesterday. And here, this guy is a complete piece of shit. I think he's going to come out for Ron DeSantis. He doesn't have to run for re-election anymore. He's done. I don't even know if he has. Maybe he has already. Has Ken Buck endorsed Ron DeSantis yet? I think it's coming. And then he's going to flip it because every, listen, every Ron DeSantis sock account out there on, on literally talking about how the 2020 election was not stolen. These Magarin people and their stolen elections, these are all people that would tell you that the 2020 election was stolen. At one point, they would tell you that. Now, nope, they will never say it. It's wild. It's wild.
4: Morning to you, sir, you still got a bit of business to handle uh, in these next few weeks, that's for sure. Um, Congress has a lengthy to-do list, reauthorizing the FAA, finishing the defense bill, taking on all of these supplemental requests from President Biden. Can you get all of that done in the remaining weeks?
5: We can. Uh, we have three weeks of legislative business ahead of us, um, if not more. And uh, we can get those things done, and they're very important to get done.
4: You have, um, on that issue of Ukraine, which I understand is controversial among some Republicans, you are part of the Freedom Caucus. That's put you more to the to the right of your party, but you are for aid to Ukraine. He's such a bag of shit. I'm wondering if you think it is possible to do what Senator Bennett... Bennett just laid out and said was essential, which is have that aid pass no matter what, uh, you know, even if it doesn't get bundled with the border bill.
5: I think it's absolutely essential to get aid to Ukraine. I think President Biden has slow walked different types of military equipment that Ukraine has needed, and we need to make sure that they have the very best equipment um, and support that we can give them, in, in fighting the Russians, I hope it gets done. The question, uh, Margaret, is always, where does the money come from? And so to uh, expect that the Democrats help us find ways to pay for the Israel aid and the Ukraine aid, I think is absolutely How about fair. the American aid, scumbag? already sent the Israel aid to the Senate. It is sitting there, has been for weeks. Um, they have done nothing. Um, I, I think that's irresponsible. We need to work together to find ways to pay for this aid and then to make sure that both the israel aid and the ukraine aid are are sent to those countries
4: well you voted against this latest short-term spending bill to keep the government open um do you anticipate that the new speaker of the house um speaker johnson will face more of a rebellion from from the right flank of your party if he tries to partner with democrats on this
5: I don't think that uh, most Republicans blame Speaker Johnson for the problems that uh, he is now facing, the challenges he's facing. Those were created during the McCarthy time period, um, and uh, Speaker Johnson is doing a good job to work his way through those issues. So, no, I don't think he's going to face a rebellion. I think he's going to face support when he finds ways to reduce our national spending, our $36 trillion debt at the end of next year, $1 trillion of of, uh, uh, money that is being spent to service that debt. Those are real existential issues that America needs to deal with, and I think Speaker Johnson's going about it the right way.
4: Does that mean Speaker Johnson has been working through the break and has a plan to do this? Could it save billions and billions of dollars?
5: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the Israel aid uh, was conditioned on the but that's done on arrival in the Senate. And the president agents. said he
4: would 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 veto that as structured.
5: Well, and, and the Democrats are going to own that. If we don't get aid to Israel, they haven't sent a package back to us and said, we don't agree with all of these cuts. We agree with some of them. Israel's um, not even and, looking and for Democrats cash. If want to hold up Israel aid, that's up to them. It's just like, I is think it's, it's it all a game find ways to pay for uh, the, the needs that Israel has and Ukraine has um, and, and to do it in a responsible way.
4: Okay. Well, we'll have to see if that can get done. I want to ask you about how we introduced you, which was mentioning your retirement. Um, We've seen a tremendous number of retirements announced in just the past few weeks. It's the highest number of retirements in a single month for over a decade. Hmm. Wonder why? Too many Republican leaders are lying to America. There we go. What do you have in mind when you said that?
5: I have a, uh, everybody who thinks that the election was stolen or, or talks about the election being stolen is lying to America. Um, that's everyone um, that, that is that is making that argument. Everyone who makes the argument that January sixth was uh, you know a unguided tour of the Capitol is lying to America. Everyone who says that the prisoners who are being uh, prosecuted right now. For their involvement in January 6th, uh, that that they are somehow political prisoners or that they didn't commit crimes. Those folks are lying to America. <laughs> As a Republican Party, there you if go. we're going to offer good, solid policy answers to the, the the real challenges we face in America. We've got to get past the lies and we've got to have credibility with the American public. And and I think we can do that. I guess he but, but he likes to, to lie forward. and get
1: his money but from you know uh, that Ukraine. The
4: Speaker of the House tried to reverse the 2020 election results by signing on to that Texas amicus brief by CBS standards. That makes him an election denier. But by CBS him.
1: standards, election
5: denier. I do support him. I, I signed on to that brief also. And I believe that going through the courts to challenge an election is absolutely proper. And
1: he signed on to it. But now he's saying the election wasn't stolen. Does this guy just realize he just spoke out of his mouth and his asshole at the same time? He supports the speaker who opposed the 2020 election results. He signed on to the same amicus brief. brief. He just talked out of his mouth and his asshole at the same time. So, and... Uh, <laughs> cbs standards of being an election denier i can't it's
5: been done dozens of times in in uh, american history what's wrong is to try to stop a a, a legal function a, a legislative function like counting the votes um in an election uh, as as happened on january 6th get the fuck uh, out of here not the leader of the party at the time that uh, so many republicans voted against uh, the, the, the certification of electors. Does so he need to be more um, clear, and, and though, now? I disagree now? with some of his... But I, I, I hope he is, I hope he becomes more clear. I hope all of the, my Republican colleagues become more clear mm-hmm. and recognize the fact that Joe Biden is an existential threat to this country. We need to defeat him, and we do that with someone who's not lying
1: to the country.
4: Well, Congressman...
1: There yeah. it is. There it is. There it is, people. Ken Buck... He is, he is going to endorse Ron DeSantis. He, or he's just going to oh, wait to see what happens. But he will do whatever he can to make sure Donald Trump does not see the inside of the Oval Office. Ken Buck, Freedom Caucus member. The 2020 election was a legit election. Every single person who's being charged in a crime for January 6th, even those who are nowhere near the Capitol, they all deserve what they're getting, according to Ken Buck. Every single one. Wow. Do they have blackmail on them walking around in women's panties or something? I mean... He's probably blown a guy or two at some weird congressional Coke party that Madison Cawthorn spoke about and then all of a sudden lost his primary. Hot Wheels, Madison Cawthorn. They they got rid of him real quick when he started talking about Coke-fueled congressional Coke parties, right? It is unbelievable. Ken Buck, piece of shit. CBS Standard. Mike Johnson's an election denier. I'm an election. I want to. Oh, no, that's another t-shirt. Proud election denier. I like it. Everybody who thinks that the election was stolen or talks about the election being stolen is lying to America. Everyone who makes the argument that January 6th was an unguided tour of the Capitol is lying to America. Everyone who says that the prisoners who are being prosecuted right now for their involvement in January 6th, that they are somehow political prisoners or that they didn't commit crimes. They are lying to America. Wow. Wow. Oh, Astro Sweat. Oh, Red Pill Fight Club sent you. Awesome to have you here. We're live Monday to Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern every day right here on Rumble, and I will be live today on LFA TV, America First Live, 3 p.m. Eastern. We got through our first week over there at LFA TV, and it's been great. They got a really great viewership, in that network, from what it seems, and I'm hearing behind the scenes, uh, is going to explode very, very soon. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to be over there. America First Live on LFA TV, 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday. And then MAGA Mornings, 8 a.m. Eastern, Monday to Friday, right here. And a couple other things to get through. I wanted to get through some border stuff. You know, talking about it in the chat a little bit. And I think it's important that, well, first of all, people like Ken Buck, members of Congress like Ken Buck, and he's not the only one like that. I'll give him the credit that he's coming out and saying it. I don't agree with any of it. I think he's a piece of shit. But he's saying it because he's retiring. I want you to know and you have to know the establishment members of the Republican Party that are still in Congress, some even freshmen in Congress, feel the same way as Ken Buck, but will never say it because they love their position of power and greed in Congress. Some of these people were just elected to have the exact same sentiment as Ken Buck. My congressman, piece of shit, Rhino Anthony D'Esposito, former New York City police detective. This guy's a bag of shit. He had a shitty career in the NYPD, too. Literally the exact same sentiment as Ken Buck. Most of the New York congressional delegation now, exact same sentiment as Ken Buck. The only one that came out in support of Donald Trump and against what they're doing to January 6th is George Santos, and they're, you know, have him indicted. And he just announced, unfortunately, that he's not going to run again and has a 100% conservative voting record. The other ones don't. They're in the low 80s. Those are the people that are going to come out against Donald Trump. Establishment, rhino, Republicans. And there are so many of them. It's, it's, it's really fucked up. Migrant surge expands in Arizona border sector. Now, right after this report, all of a sudden, and now they're telling them, the border patrol is saying, we're not going to be posting on social media anymore. Thank God. I have to say, thank God for some of the great independent reporters that are going down their boots on the ground reporting from the border. And we do have a lot of them out there. There are. That are not tied to some big mainstream media service that are actually had decent followings on social media and getting the stories out. 58,000 aliens. Comes through the Arizona border sector in 28 days a month. Tucson sector border patrol agents apprehended nearly 58,000 in the past four weeks according to unofficial reports posted on Twitter. This is up from 55,224 accounted during October. October 55,000. 28 days in November or whatever it is. Wow. Past four weeks, 58,000. Tucson sector chief patrol agent John Modlin posted a series of reports on X showing the continuing increase in the number of migrant apprehensions in his sector. During the past seven days, Modlin reported the apprehension of 15,300 migrants. How many are not being apprehended? What about the getaways? We'll never know. Week in Review, this was posted on the 24th. 15,300 apprehensions, 117 pounds of fentanyl, 78 federal criminal cases, 17 rescues, which means 17 times Border Patrol agents had to put their life on the line to save an illegal alien, 14 human smuggling events, three narcotics events. In addition to the apprehensions, his agent seized, again, the 117 pounds of fentanyl. And then this is from the 19th, the week before. 14,300 apprehensions, 300 pounds of fentanyl. This is all the Arizona sector. 33 rescues, 15 human smuggling events, seven narcotics events, two firearms seized. Yeah. This is pretty wild. Look at the the last seven days of work throughout Tucson. This is from the beginning of the month, November 4th. 14,200 apprehensions. A lot of drugs, a lot of rescues. Fentanyl. That's crazy. But now... But the Tucson sector continues to lead the nation in migrant apprehensions. An official report from U.S. Customs and Border Patrol detailed the apprehension of 55,224 migrants during the month of October. That number was already exceeded in November with nearly a week to go in the month. During fiscal year 2023, which ended on September 30th, Tucson sector agents apprehended 373,625 aliens. This is up by nearly 22,000 from the 251,984 migrant apprehensions during fiscal year 2022. Joe Biden really kept his promise where he said he was going to surge the border. But now, because of this and all of this reporting and us knowing about it, Tucson Border Patrol announces it will stop posting photos of Biden border crisis to social media amid record surge of illegals. I find this quite interesting. I find this very, very interesting. Literally, they're talking about the surge in Arizona of 58,000 migrants in the month of November, and we still have a week to go. Alejandro Mayorkas under fire, Marjorie Taylor Greene and others gunning for him to impeach him. That failed the first time. And she's going to bring it again. And then all of a sudden the Border Patrol is announcing it'll stop posting photos of the border crisis on social media. And then come up with a weird reason why. The Tucson Sector Border Patrol paused its social media activity on Sunday amid a record surge of illegal aliens in light of the ongoing migration surge is a quote and this was a uh, a deleted post and then they followed up in light of the ongoing migration surge all Tucson sector border patrol social media accounts will be paused until further notice we appreciate your understanding and continued support during this challenging time honor first John Modlin, chief patrol agent of the U.S. Border Patrol's Tucson sector, who's in charge of 3,600 agents and staff, said in a since-deleted ex-post. Why was that post deleted? In a follow-up post, here you go, to Twitter, Modlin said, Apologies for my earlier hastily written statement. To be clear, it is my intention to remain Transparent. In light of the ongoing migration surge, all Tucson Border Patrol social media accounts will be temporarily reduced to maximize our available staffing in support of our current operational challenges. He posted the first post. Now, this is, this is the guy in charge. Somebody above him from Homeland Security told him and said, yeah, that's no good. You have to change the messaging. Not in light of the ongoing migration surge, are you going to go into a social media blackout? No, you now have to delete that and you have to tell people because you need the manpower because there must be such a large operation to post on Twitter among Border Patrol agents, which literally, either this guy's doing himself and he's sitting behind a desk. He's not out there protecting the border. The chief agent or one of his staffers, like a secretary, an administrative assistant, someone on light duty that works in the office that can just be tweeting. No, the the, the real reason they're not going to tweet is they were told not to so that people like us who are going into an election year And Alejandro Mayorkas is uh, uh, maybe going to get impeached, but they're talking about it. Have to save face, and you cannot talk bad about anything border wise and how many people are coming over because they know it's too much. 300,000 one year, 200,000 another year, 10 million, supposedly, probably 12 to 15. So he had to do an apology post and spin it because he was told to. You know that's the reason. So because the actual first honest X post, Twitter post, I hate calling it X, in light of the ongoing migration surge, all Tucson border sector, Border Patrol social media accounts will be paused. That's the real reason. They're not looking, They, I think he wants to be transparent. I truly do. But... The powers that be, the Alejandro Mayorkas regime under the Biden regime, they don't want the transparency of the border, and we haven't seen transparency there anyway. The border secure; they're not coming. Do not come. They're not coming. Hundreds of thousands of people coming, fifty-eight thousand in twenty-eight days, but the border is secure. The border is closed. <laughs> We're going to cut the barbed wire <laughs> to let them through. Your government hates you. They think you're stupid. It's. And then another one. Another one was. At this time, all available personnel are needed to address the unprecedented flow. The social media team will return once the situation permits. The social media team, though they all have to drop the keyboards and go and secure the border. Border patrol agents. Assigned to this social media team are not tasked with going to secure the border. It's either people on light duty or it's an administrative assistant or it's a secretary or it's this guy himself, John Modlin, the chief border patrol officer there, who's not on the border wall, who's an administrative guy. You're a figurehead. You're the guy in charge. It's all bullshit. We will continue to post our week in review statistics demonstrating the continued efforts of our agents and staff. So they're just going to maybe throw some stats up. You're not going to see the video. You're not going to see photos. And you know what? Our investigative reporters need to step things up. I think our investigative support uh, in, in our investigative, uh, independent investigators, independent journalists, need to dig a little deeper and dive down some holes, rabbit holes, whatever you want to call them, and figure out why they're doing this and where the order came from. That needs to be exposed. It needs to be exposed on where this order came from that you have to pause social media operations. Where did that come from and why? That's what needs to be exposed. Regardless of the reasoning behind this, this is such a bad look. Essentially, the border crisis in the sector is so bad that they're going to cut off all communications and transparency with the public. Media blackout. We routinely use the photos and data from this account. It's unacceptable, Fox News border reporter Bill Meligan said. Well, guess what, Bill, and all the other people, like Ben from Real America's Voice and all these others, like the Nick Sodors in the world and the Natalie Denises and all of these people, there needs to be more visits to the border. And there's enough independent journalists out there that do it, and it needs to happen more. And this is something, this is something I'm hoping Marjorie Taylor Greene and other members of Congress who are talking about impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas question this. I'm hoping that Republican members of Congress are asking, why is this really happening? You don't have secretaries, you don't have administrative assistants out there. Yeah, it came from the don't let people see shit level, 100%. And of course, it just is a post from this Fox reporter. Just days, Border Patrol's Tucson sector reported having 15,300 illegal crossings last week. Highest weekly total ever. Tucson Sector Border Patrol says it's pausing its social media until further notice due to ongoing migration surge. And then deleted it. And then posted something else that was like a spin. And I, 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 follow, I follow that Twitter a lot too, because it does. It posts, that account posts valuable info and data. And now they're gonna go into a media a blackout. Tucson, Arizona is being overrun by illegal aliens thanks to Joe Biden's open border policies. Border Patrol agents in Arizona are overwhelmed by illegals. Human smugglers and coyotes working for the Mexican cartels have recently diverted tens of thousands of illegals per month to the Tucson sector. Apprehensions in narcotics, fentanyl events have spiked in Tucson. According to the CDC, nearly 200 people die a day from overdose linked to fentanyl. Per reports, up to 60,000 illegals are encountered in Tucson per month. <clears throat> and again, the weekend reviews. They said, oh, we're still going to give you the weekend reviews." Tucson Border Patrol agents are under siege. And a Border Patrol agent did die in the line of duty this month going after someone on an ATV, lost control of it and crashed. <laughs> yep. And this... This is a video of over 1,000 illegals entering Lukeville, Arizona. Uh, this was from yesterday. And this is a thousand illegals on one shift that just surged over the border look let me start it this you know first one shift a thousand illegals come over The planned, orchestrated invasion. That's what it is. And it's going to keep happening, and you know what? They're hoping, because it's an election year, and Alejandro Mayorkas is, uh, you know, this close to getting impeached, but probably won't because we have a bunch of establishment pieces of shit as Republicans. It's an election year. We can't show too much of this. Because if we're not showing it, and we're not sharing it with the, republic, the, the public. They're so stupid that they'll forget about it. That's their attitude. But then you go to San Diego Airport here. San Diego Airport overrun after over 300 migrants move in to the airport. I, when I go to JFK Airport in New York, if I'm parked for more than like 60 seconds, 90 seconds to like pick up a family member at the airport, I got the guys banging on my window, the security idiots saying, hey, you have to drive around, you can't stay here. But if I was an illegal alien, I could move in, like go by the, the JetBlue terminal by the baggage carousel and set up a tent. Oh, I'm an illegal alien, I have to live here now. I have, to, I have to sleep here, I have nowhere to go. San Diego Airport, 300 migrants move in. We're here now, we're gonna sleep. Hundreds of illegal immigrants have taken to sleeping at the San Diego Airport for days after being processed by border patrol agents. And this is happening in other airports around the country as they wait for their flights to leave. According to Fox 5, immigrants have historically been known to stay overnight the day before a flight, but recently have been showing up days in advance. Local organizations report the number of people sleeping there has recently increased significantly. One volunteer with the, we all we got aid organization, Ronnie Elias, uh, told the outlet that they have had to increase the number of aid packages they deliver to the airport. She said, We would initially make just make about 50 sandwiches, 50 meal packs with people, but then we realized that was not enough. Last week, I counted 308 people sleeping over. Elias added, Our biggest concern is all the children that are there and the vulnerable populations that are sleeping there. Old people, young people, kids, just sleeping at the airport, nowhere to go. Another volunteer with the organization, Christy Johnson, told the San Diego Union-Tribune that the airport is almost becoming a second migrant welcome center because there's so many people there. In a statement, the airport said, since last year, San Diego International Airport has experienced a significant increase in the number of migrants using the airport to proceed to their next destination. It continued, we have and will continue to coordinate with migrant-serving volunteer groups and nonprofit organizations as they help their clients navigate the airport. In September, the Biden administration released hundreds of illegal immigrants into the border city due to overcrowding in U.S. Customs and Border Patrol facilities. Oh, w- what you crowded? Hey, just let them go. Many of those released into the city utilize the airport to travel to other sanctuary cities, such as Chicago and New York. Well, free, by the way. Well, not free. We're, we're paying for all their flights. In one video, an illegal immigrant asked a Border Patrol agent if he could go to Chicago, to which the agent responded, you can do whatever you want. You're free. However, Chicago has converted a section of its O'Hare Airport into a makeshift shelter as migrants strain the city's infrastructure, causing backlash from citizens. New York Mayor Eric Adams recently said that the illegal immigrant crisis will destroy New York City. It already has and has taken action to deter illegal immigrants from making their way to the city. Nothing's been done to stop them from coming to New York City. Matter of fact, he spoke out against it, and then all of a sudden the FBI grabbed his phones, grabbed his iPad, went after his campaign uh, fundraiser, raided their house, and um, now he's being sued for some sexual assault or harassment thing that supposedly happened years ago. Because he spoke out, even though he's a Democrat, he spoke out against it, they're going to do away with him. Police are terrified to do anything to them. They can't. They can't. I still want to know why so many people want to come here, given the left believes America to be the racist, this racist hellscape. Yeah, why would you want to come here? We're all white supremacists. We're going to throw you in concentration camps, shoot you a well and torture you. Why would you want to come here? I don't understand. Why? Why wouldn't you be afraid to come here if all of us MAGA hat wearing Trump supporters are going to just we're gonna kidnap you and we're gonna we're gonna torture you? Why wouldn't you? It's crazy. It's wild. Listen, people, again, the Trump derangement syndrome is real. That is the true pandemic, and that runs through the veins of mainstream media, Democrat, Republicans, DeSantards who now have jumped on board with the leftists and are supporting their policies against Donald Trump and maga supporters their ideologies their narratives and it's not going to stop because now you have prominent re- republican elected officials talking about don't support the guy that lied to america by saying the 2020 election was stolen or the january 6ers have been politically prosecuted don't do that they will keep giving you the trump derangement syndrome pills until you choke on them and finally say okay okay he's such a bad guy it's going to be a uh, a wild year it's going to be strap in people it's going to get wild it's going to get worse it's going to get worse it's going to get a lot worse and uh we just have to keep the faith realize that donald trump's trials are going to ramp up there's going to be a lot of emotion. There's going to be a lot of frustration. I'm hoping there, really, there isn't any lashing out on our side. Because realize you have the leftists that are poking and prodding MAGA and America First in, in the hopes that somebody does something to make an example out of them. And you also have establishment Republicans cheering that on behind the scenes. And you have desantards cheering it on in public and behind the scenes. So just be aware of that and let's focus on the mission. Focus on the mission and the mission is, yes, cool, calm, collected, head on a swivel, get people to vote for Donald Trump. Because that is the only way we're going to save this republic. That's the only way we're going to have affordable Thanksgivings going forward and just a chance for our kids and grandkids to live in a country that's not taken over by sick commies because that's what they want and it's not going to stop trump derangement syndrome is real jim brewer who is a great comedian he uh not too long ago i guess the other day he was doing a show and he went after the trump derangement uh Morons, and I thought it was great. Watch this. What? He's going on.
0: Right?
2: Like, it's past. It's past
0: if you're divided politically. Even. You have to admit, even if you're like, I don't care, as long as it's not you know who. <laughs> like, that was like a demonic, like the devil came out and just whoever. Like, We're gonna make people hate Donald Trump.
2: Hate, get him. They hate Donald Trump. White supremacists, insurrectionists, they they lynch people. Even And I'm
0: gonna blame you because I saw the news shadows. I saw them saying, "He's You would just wake up to pee in the middle of the night. He hates
2: Mexicans and he, he says they're rapists and he hates black people. And he, <laughs> right?
0: They had, remember the woman's march? We're gonna
2: march!
0: China. Oh, they knew what a woman
1: was then. (laughs) Um, Fact. Oh, it's great. It's so great. Trump derangement syndrome is real. It's bad. And we're going to do everything we can to get Donald Trump back. And I am going to leave with another great video from Maga Devil Dog from the Dilly Meme team. And, uh, I think it says it all. We need him back. We need him back.
2: And I give up forever to touch
0: you. Because I know that you feel me somehow.
2: You're the closest to heaven that I'll ever be, and I don't wanna go home right now.
0: And all I can taste is this moment, and all I can breathe is your light. And sooner or later it's over. I just don't wanna miss you tonight. And I
2: don't to see me because i don't think that they'd understand where everything's made to be broken i just want you to know why like the tears that ain't coming, all the
0: moment, the truth in your lies, when everything feels like the movies,
2: yeah, you bleed just to know you're alive, and I don't want to see me, cause I don't think they'd understand, when Made to be broken. I just want you to know who I am.
1: Gotta love it. Trump 2024, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. All right, everybody, listen. I'll be back tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, right here on MAGA Mornings on Rumble. Hit the thumbs up if you're a fed. Hit the like, share the link, and I'll be back today with America First Live on LFA TV at 3 p.m. Eastern. Until then, MAGA Hat stays on. I'll see you later.